Life is like a roller coaster here in Chefburg. Later spatches wooden spoons, it's a chef blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. It's Chef Tales. Woohoo! Every day, many boys out there making Chef Tales. Woohoo! Kitchens, you know, they can be scary. Chances are you could slip on some dairy. Oh, look, there goes Mary Berry. It's Chef Tales. Woohoo! They are all genuine tales. None of them include the ape Gareth Bale, as well as Gemma Collins, the annoying fat fucking whale. No ponytails, no or cotton tails, it's chef tails, woohoo! Every day, many boys out there making chef tails, woohoo! Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Chef Tales podcast. It is I, Maddie Boy, Bombhead, MJPJ, Matthew John, Philip Jones, son, father, husband, chef, caterer. Podcaster, rapper, singer, songwriter. So, no more hotel work for me, thank fuck. I said my goodbyes to a few people on my last shift. Didn't see any of the other chefs though. I did actually get tips there, but they accumulated to around or under a pound per shift. What a fucking insult that is. I think they might have also got cash tips, but I never saw fucking any of that in the time that I was there. Frenchie, the French chef, can get fucked now. If he asks if I have any... Do you have any work, Matthew? Uh, I'll say simply no. The guy had the cheek to say to me, Make yourself at home while you're at it. Uh, whilst I was prepping for that cult that I'd done. And this guy had clogs, his water bottle. It hired about a thousand fucking tea towels in and around that kitchen. I was thinking, fuck you, mate. Who the fuck are you? You're not even fucking management. You're a fucking freelance chef, just just like me. I'd come to realise that only a couple of them were actually team players in that kitchen. I managed to actually see out the contract, which is an achievement itself for me. Sadly, there isn't anyone there I'd like to ask to come and work for me. One of the managers was telling me that they had about 10 staff living at that hotel. £30 a week is what they charged them for rent. And that included breakfast and dinner every day. So those fuckers were loving it. You know, 30 fucking pound. Unreal. One of the staff members didn't turn up for work one day. So they put in their sick note that had gone out the night before. That's students for you, I guess. Put in, <laughs> put in that kind of fucking, you know, reason. Then another one didn't turn up. Uh, on numerous occasions, and she's still a, still had a job. I don't know how. The best one, though, the icing on a cake one, was um, one that didn't live there, but I'd called in to say that they couldn't come into work because, wait for it, bum, 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 because it was raining. What a pussy! Boxing. Boxing training for my charity boxing match is officially underway. Two and a bit weeks into it and it's going well. Anxiety kicked in beforehand trying to talk myself out a bit naturally, as it always does. 
Once I was there, though, I was fine. And then the footwork first off, then the most important punch, the jab. We had now learnt the hooks and the uppercuts. I gave a chef a couple of uppercuts once, so I know that my uppercut is good. The slips and rolls. I need to work on that, though, as well. I seem to be like in the yeah, delayed reaction in regards to slips and rolls. I need to be quicker, smoother. We did some work on the bag. The trainer, an MMA fighter, was saying that we need to be on a level of three solid minutes on the bag. I will be in, in time. I do need to think about what song to have as my ring entrance. I've had a few ideas. It won't be the full song as the amount of fighters they have on the night. Fights they have on the night. So probably about, mm, I don't know. I'm guessing there's about 60 odd people. So 30, obviously 30 odd fights. Let's see if everybody still goes. 50 seconds of a song. After speaking with a mate, he suggested that I should use one of my own. <laughs> fuck that, I replied. Why not? It'd be funny as fuck, he replied um, back to me. After exchanging a few messages and getting in touch with somebody who can sort out music for me, it looks likely that I'm going to be walking down to the ring to my own fucking tune. How mad is that? Our company will be the sponsor of my vest. People ask me why I'm doing it. I got chatting to somebody um, about it six months ago as they were doing it. She'd lost her mum. And she was doing one in July. I thought, ah, I might be up for that. Looked it up and signed up without actually even giving it any thought. It's not something that I had on my bucket list. I will be doing it for the father-in-law. He had cancer in 2020 and beat it. The cancer is back now. Um, and we don't know how much time we have left with him. Despite all of what I've said on here, at the, you know, in regards to when we had worked with them... At the end of the day, he is still Charlotte's dad, and we love him very much. He might be a stubborn fuck sometimes, but he has seen Charlotte grow up, get married, have two wonderful kids, and be part of their lives. Something that my old man never got to see with any of us grow up. Um, he's been their only granddad. I hope that it brings Charlotte and Ling, my mother-in-law, closer together. I think that it will. Like I said to her before, I'll be with her. I'll be there for her every step of the way. We've had some good laughs together. Whether it was on the golf course, having golf rage with some twat, or me burning rice and labelling it Fifty Shades of Rice. We've had we've had some good times together. Not just me, obviously. I'm talking about all of us with um with Dave. We've had our differences, me and him, over the years, but. Yeah, that's only like a, a pinch of the time that we've had together, thankfully. Yeah, and like I said, that was... Well, we had our reasons. The hardest part, though, was telling the kids that their granddad might not make it. Well, he, not that he won't make The hardest part, though, was telling the kids that granddad won't be here yeah, for much longer. There's absolutely no point in sugarcoating it and saying everything will be all right. Isn't the isn't the uh, the right thing to do? It brought me back to the time with my dad, my mum saying that to us that he would never be the same again after his heart attack. 
at the spot if he woke up and was off of the support, uh, life support machine, his life and ours would never be the same. Life can be fucking cruel sometimes. Everything can be going for you for one minute and then the next something like this happens. This crazy prep that I am, I've only gone and signed for 11 aside team again, football. I know I was talking about it, but I love playing the game and I can't stay away. Yes, we got spanked. Like the missus usually says, you can never find a team that can actually score. To be fair though, there are numerous members of the team missing. Well, that's what I was told anyway. They couldn't get me registered in time, so I was going in, I was going on the team sheet, it's a different name. Your name will be Chris Matthews. Okay, we all got changed, done some training, drills, etc. And then we go to the team talk, or the team. Okay, so I've got Vermont in goal. No, that's wrong, I piped up. I should be down as Chris Matthews. So you're not Bermont, or whatever he's fucking said. No, I'm not. I'm not even Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. Oh, right. What is your name? It doesn't matter what my name is. No. Um, well, I'll go by a few. I said MJPJ, Bombhead. No. My real name is Matthew Jones. That was a great start. I thought, fucking hell. The first 15, 20 minutes, we were playing well. I had made four blinding saves by this time. That kept us kept it nil-nil. After the first goal went in, it all went downhill from there. An own goal and a penalty, which was in the second half. But first half, we were f- uh, three, four nil down. No, three, three nil down. I don't know. Anyway, all I'll say is that I kept it under double figures. I'd made five or six um, good saves in total, so I was generally happy with my performance. The final whistle blew, and the opposition, well, 90% of them anyway, just walked off the pitch. No handshake, nothing. The sheer fucking arrogance of the cunts. I enjoyed it, nevertheless. I was stiff as fuck the next couple of days, as I, pro- I wasn't properly warmed up. By that, I mean simple routines with your goalkeeper. Just, yeah, just simple shit. I didn't get that. I was warming up with the other lads. We play in Division 2, so it's of a good standard. One more season is all that I'll play. Yeah, all right, Matt. We'll believe you. We all believe you. I've just completed the Great South Run, my seventh, in fact. That's a 10-mile run all around Portsmouth. Thankfully, there are no fucking hills. Yes, I had zero training again as per fucking usual. I got my you know, nice fancy dress outfit sorted out. Um, it wasn't one that I originally wanted to go with, but that'll be for next year. Cowbunga, dude. The weather didn't look too good for Sunday either. Fortunately, it changed and it ended up being a lovely day. We've been really lucky with the previous years as they've all been good apart from the very first one which we had strong winds and that wasn't for my arsehole I was the only one of the group that um yeah the three of us me my brother his missus that did fancy dress it would have been nice to actually been told that 
you know, in advance. Not saying I wouldn't have done it in fancy dress, but, you know, still. The crowd, they help you get it through. Come on, Matthew, you can do it, Matthew. Go on, go on, Turtle. You know, cheering you as a go. Being a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, <laughs> there was a classic bit where I saw some people on a roof and I went, when I say Kawa, you say Bunga. Kawa. Oh, they didn't want to play ball, whether or not they heard me or not. I don't know, but it, it just felt silent. So uh, that one didn't work. It was hard work doing that run. I ran for two miles, stopped, walked, not stopped, walked for a quarter of a, the next mile and then ran another three and a half miles. That's as much as my legs could do. And then I walked the rest of it because I just could not do any jogging anymore. It, yeah, it just goes to show I can't be doing it like that anymore. The body's not going to not gonna allow me to. That run I've done for the Great South Run was for the Great... The Great. That run was for the Burnt Chef Project. Obviously, mental health support for um, people in the catering and hospitality trade. That's not just chefs, that's um, KPs, you know, front of house... All that kind of stuff, you know. I've I've raised a little bit, you know. I would have, if I'd done it earlier, you know, put it on Facebook or social media earlier. I probably could have raised a bit more, but yeah, that was for the great, um, the great, the burnt chef project. Literally a day after the Great South Run, I decided to move my gym around. So there's the Smith machine and the power cage around. That resulted in me doing my back in and slipping a fucking disc again and walking like a fucking pregnant lady and struggling like fucking sh- like fucking hell. Um, that puts me out of the out of the boxing, unfortunately, which is a, a great shame because I was really um, looking forward to it, doing well, and um, and yeah. I've told them I can't do it now, so obviously any money that I've raised will go towards cancer research. But unfortunately, that is me out now. Just got to not get down about it. I did message Charlotte when she was out. Please, um, please help me not get um, down about it. But I mean, she's got you know, her, we've got her own things to think about in regards to her, her dad and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. My mental health has been pretty good as of late. Since the breakdown after the golf club back in March, I seem to be back on track. I don't want to put a spanner in the works just yet though. I still have the odd occasion of having imposter syndrome. That's feeling like I'm a fraud and that I don't belong in the trade. Don't ask me why. It's something I've had to live with for a long time and it's quite common in the trade. Work has officially, um, is officially underway in our kitchen, woohoo! A South African who helped fix the fence panels for my gym is all over it. He just gets on with it, which is great. By this Tuesday, I'll be able to finally cook in my kitchen. Yay! Well, it turns out um, it was all done by Tuesday until bum bum bum. The South African said, "Ah, oh, you're gonna get need to get need to get electricity need to get an electrician in there, mate." 
I'm not, you know, that's not my field. I thought, hang on a minute, mate. You said all of that, you said you can do all of that, electrics, all that kind of stuff, and now you can't do this bit because the the, uh, hard wiring of the oven wasn't working, but it was working when he disconnected it. So Tony had a look downstairs. And he looked at the wires. I was gobsmacked thinking, for fuck's sake, mate, you just told me I've got to fork out money on an electrician when you're the fucker who should have been doing it. So ten minutes went by and I said, oh, you might as well just go, mate. And so he went. And then, while speaking with Tony, we worked out that he'd used the wire from the night storage heater. So the only time the power was going to be on was during... The night, um, electrics, not day stuff. And I said, surely he would have, should have figured that one out. But obviously he didn't. And I thought, great. I've got to fork out some more money for a fucking, for an electrician. And this guy told me he sorted it. Brilliant. The, uh, the South African was up to date in regards to payment up until that day that he, uh, told me that he couldn't do the electrics so he's not getting that money because I'll just say paid out for electrician mate which I didn't think I was going to be needing to and that wasn't in in my plan so you have to whistle for that we will then invite wedding couples in for tasters we've had to postpone them because of obviously Dave's health father-in-law and how busy we were with functions Cooking for a cult, for fuck's sake. We will be rejoining with Just Eat and getting our name out there as well as um, doing food because it's on an industrial estate, our unit, and obviously shitloads of businesses around there. So it would be silly not to try and drum in some of that trade. There is a van that comes round with plays like a... No, it doesn't sound anything like that like that it sounds like there you go comes around with snacks um and yeah they're not great i think they're a bit expensive and we're aiming to steal some of their trade not i have now i have now topped um whatever i've said before in my sleep do you remember talking to your sleep last night charlotte said to me the other day no I don't remember that. Apparently, I shouted out, "Can't!" And I fell straight back to sleep. Not going to beat that. Don't know which cunt I was talking about, but I certainly wanted to get my point across. As Halloween is just around the corner, I thought that I would make a, I would compile a list of my top ten. I'm bound to forget ones. For me, Halloween doesn't make the list, though. I've watched a recent one. Well, not Halloween Ends. Uh, the one before that. And it was shocking. The last instalment has Michael Myers in it just for, like, ten minutes, for fuck's sake. Anyway. So. <laughs> pardon me. I w- I'm not going to have, like, a the all-time best. As in, you know, from one to ten. I'll just, I'll just go through the list. Saw. So, Took six weeks to make. Classic. Although there is like seven or more of the fucking things. 
you know, the first three, I think, maybe maybe four, I can't, I can't remember, pretty good. Everybody must have just thought, shit, I never saw that one coming at the very end. American Werewolf in London. The scenes that used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Because that's some of these are ones that I watched when I was eight, maybe even younger. And naturally would scare the fucking shit out of you. But still watch horrors to this day. Danny, my brother, doesn't like horrors. I love horrors. Anyway, the scenes were where he transforms into the werewolf. And the cinema scene with his dead friend. The effects for that film back then. Well, fucking amazing. Poltergeist. The Omen. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Robert England. Freddy Krueger. Like I say, bear in mind, I watched these films when I was like around about eight years old. And there was a fucking... There was two Freddy Krueger posters on my fucking wall. So it can't have been Danny. Luke, the fucking weirdo, must have bought those pictures and put them up. Anyway, I remember the scene where Freddy picks up the girl. His head comes out of the TV and he picks up the girl and he says the classic, Fuck the primetime, bitch! And he puts her head through the TV. Or when Freddy has a lad, like a puppet, using his veins and um, has him jump off the, off the building. Classic. I watched it again last night. The fourth Nightmare on Elm Street is good as well, if I recall correctly. Robert England was brilliant as Freddy. Uh, there's talk of them remaking them. Yes, I know that there was a remake a few years ago and it didn't do too well. I watched it, I can't even really remember it, so it can't have been that good. Who would fill Robert England's glove or shoes? Stripey jumper? Well... The man thinks that it should be Kevin Bacon. I think that's a perfect choice. He does horror. And as long as it was, you know, written well and produced, you know, well, special effects, etc. It it could be. It it could be something good. I remember buying A Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, in Woolworths, and I was about fucking 15. (laughs) Wreck 1 and 2 Forget The third instalment though As that is shit Quarantine was the rip-off version American version of this If you haven't seen Wreck It's a Spanish horror And it kicks fucking ass Now this is a film uh, through the eyes of a TV, filmed through a, uh, the eyes of a TV crew perspective, and yeah, it just fucking. Well, I, I was gri- I'll, I'll say gripped. I've fucking enjoyed it. They're very short. They're only about. They're very short. They're only about seventy-five minutes long. John Carpenter's the thing. I admit I didn't know much about this film until I watched it recently again hats off to the special effects team I mean that yeah yeah classic film um 
The Exorcist. Sorry, but some people might be like, no, might not have been in their top ten. But for me, yeah, the iconic scenes, the music, yeah, the sound effect guy where... Um, Uh, Linda Blair, so her head obviously um, turns and he uh, makes a sound of a deck of cards. The film was banned in the UK for 11 years, um, but yeah, for me, that, that still holds up to this day. You know, just yeah, the performances, the yeah, the, everything. Yeah, Evil Dead 2. Classic horror comedy with Bruce Campbell. Yeah. I think it's... I don't know. For me, it's the the best one out of the Evil Dead series. But, um, yeah, just... <laughs> some of the, the scenes where he's just like, yeah, obviously, um, well, all over the place, completely losing it, chopping off his own hand, um, his hand, sticking his fingers up at him, giving him the middle finger. Yeah, it's just... I mean, yeah, obviously, they've... The effects aren't, yeah, aren't as good as um, The Exorcist. But it's still one of those classics that, for me, I'd watch again and again. Honourable mention, Blair Witch Product, as a joke. The Mad Arab... My mate Usama Akari was asleep during that film. I expected to see something in that film, anything. What we got was something not in focus right at the very end of that fucking film. No wonder he thought, it, fuck this and fell asleep. Now if you think of Rec 1 and 2, like I said, that's film, or Rec 1 is one anyway. Yeah, it's filmed for yeah, a video camera, just for a TV crew. Yeah, that's fucking, yeah. Yeah, that's good. A Quiet Place. I love the idea and the film. Still haven't seen the second one. I hope that it's just as good. Us. Another good one. Get Out. Another good one. It, yeah. Uh, well, I remember watching the first one. As in the, the film. Not the, t- the TV series was good. That that shit me up with um, Tim Curry. But, yeah, the, the um, film... Um, Bill Skarsgård does a great um, Pennywise, but I can just remember um, with some of the uh, oh god, like the the, the um, what was it the witch or something like that in the house and and just thinking fucking hell it looks like from a joke joke shop the um, I, I couldn't take it seriously. I still thought yeah the effects for that was was good apart from uh, that the yeah, for Pennywise with his mouth fucking you know. His teeth, razor-sharp teeth. Child's Play, yeah. Another classic. Um, But but then they've done so many of them and now it's a fucking TV series. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But then it also just, you know... uh, Well, not reminds me, but obviously just brings you back to fucking sick... Sicko kids, John Venables and Rob Thompson, who fucking killed... Um, that poor two-year-old. Um, James Bolger. Uh, 
Mm. Um, oh, God. The Conjuring 1 and 2. I enjoyed them. I thought they were good. The third one, no, they've spoiled it. The Nun, don't even talk to me about the fucking Nun. It just was pure and utter shite. But The Conjuring 1 and 2, yeah, they're good films. Final Destination, original idea, original idea, really enjoyed it. The first and the second one were really, really good, and then it just got really silly. But yeah, those films, those films I really enjoyed and, and could watch again. Um, Scream 1 and 2, yeah, they were really popular when they first came out, but they're nowhere near in the same league as the others. Get in touch, give me a message, tell me your favourite horror film. Ones that you feel should be on the list, on your list anyway. Um, for now, this has been the Chef Tales Podcast. This has been Maddy Boy, Bombhead, MJPJ, Matthew John, Philip Jones. This has been the Chef Tales Podcast. Thank you for listening. Take care now. Bye-bye. Life is like a box of chocolates, here in Chef Burr. Ladle spoons, wooden spoons, it's a Chef Blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef Tales, woohoo. Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Who oh, look, there goes Mary Berry. Chef Tales, woohoo. These are genuine real tales. None of them include a Gareth Bale. They are ooh, chef tales, woohoo. Every day he's making real chef tales, woohoo.